The following podcast is a program segment from the Midday Moments program with Gary Duncan. Join Gary for two hours of sacred music, along with moments of faith, family, and fun. Listen to AM 850 in St. Louis, or on the live stream at kfuo.org. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, KFUO Radio. AM 850, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. Hi, this is Gary Duncan with Midday Moments Program. So good to be with you today. Right now, it's time for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Arnold. Good afternoon, Gary. How are you? I'm doing good. So, uh, what do you want to talk about on this uh, cool fall day? Okay, well, as we come into autumn and the weather gets a little cooler, we all like to have a good bowl of soup, right? There's bean soup, there's chili, there's alphabet soup, oh, so many kinds of soup one can enjoy. How about some primordial soup? <laughs> you know, we always... <laughs> Does that sound good to you? <laughs> I don't know how good that actually sounds, but explain that to us, a primordial soup. Primordial soup. Well, you know, that comes up again and again when you get in the discussions of the origin of life, and you're talking to people who believe in the theory of evolution and don't believe what the Bible says about God creating everything, and you ask them that fundamental question, well, how could life arise from non-living matter? How can you explain the origin of living things from non-living matter? And then they always come up with some hocus-pocus about, well, if you got water, and maybe you had some warm ponds scum or something, and then eventually, you know, life could arise. If you had all the right ingredients at the right time in the right conditions, then you would get it. And for most of us who attended public school over the years, going back, you know, the 1950s and 60s. Already in 1953, there was an experiment by a man by the name of Stanley Miller that was considered by some to be kind of the slam dunk proving this primordial soup theory of how life could arise from non-living matter in the beginning if you had all the right ingredients, because Stanley Miller... uh, came up with this experiment to create amino acids under what he called natural conditions. Well, it's not natural at all, of course, when you see the device that he came up with and all of this to, uh, under very carefully controlled laboratory conditions, he was able to produce a handful of amino acids from ammonia and some other ingredients that he thought might have been present in the early Earth's atmosphere. But there's lots and lots of problems with that experiment and all the other experiments that have followed because there have been something close to 80,000 experiments that people have tried to come up with how you could produce life from non-life. And in every case, they come up with a big fat zero. No living thing has ever been created by human beings in the laboratory uh, from non-living matter. It just hasn't happened. And you can see why life is very very complex. You know, to, uh, they talk about amino acids or the building blocks of life. Well, yes, but that's not the end of the story. You know, for the simplest, the absolutely simplest microbial life, you would have to have something like at least 20 proteins for life to begin, and each of those would be made up of at least 300 amino acids in each protein chain. And so you would need something like 6,000 amino acids lined up in the correct order for you to have everything you would need there. And that's still not everything. You still need a cell membrane and a lot of other things that people cannot explain how that would arise. I mean, if you had your bowl of alphabet soup, you might accidentally get a few letters to 
to float together like CAT for cat or FAT for fat or something like that. But you're not going to get a, a sentence or a paragraph, let alone a 500-page novel out of that. And again, the amount of information that is in the human DNA is is astronomical. You know, it'd be like many, many, many books uh, of information there that give the instructions for how our bodies are to to live. And so this idea of the primordial soup being how uh, you could get life from non-life just, just doesn't make any sense. Nobody has ever shown it to be the case. In fact, so it comes back to what is science. Observational science would say nobody has ever observed this happening in the laboratory, let alone in nature. And so uh, it, you're barking up the wrong tree. Why not listen to what God says in his word, the Bible? There you see that God explains where life came from. Life comes from life. It comes from the giver of life. God, who is life, is a source of life for all living things, all biological living things on Earth. And uh, that's a, a really important thing to understand, that, that uh, we, we couldn't create ourselves. It took God, with his infinite wisdom, his infinite intelligence, to make all the living things that exist today. And uh, all the variety of living things that we see now came from his creative power, beginning back in the record that we have in Genesis, in those first six days in which God spoke and and it came to pass, just as God said. By his mighty word, he created all things out of nothing in the beginning, and all living things are the result of his creative power. And I think the other thing we need to talk about while we're on that subject is that we human beings can't give ourselves eternal life either. There, too, people are barking up the wrong tree when they think that if they just try hard enough on their own, come up with their own systems, their own plans, their own uh, uh, coaching, life coaching for how you can improve yourself, you can somehow achieve eternal life on your own. And that's really impossible. The only way for us to have eternal life is that it comes from the source of life, God himself, who sent his son Jesus into this sin-broken world to redeem us from our sin by living a perfect life for us, offering up his perfect life on the cross of Calvary as a perfect sacrifice to take away all our sins. And because he died for us and rose again, now we have the gift of eternal life promised to us by the God of all grace, who says uh, that if we believe in Jesus, we have the free gift of everlasting life. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's why Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So as we talk about living things on earth, and we are, are led to say we must fall at the feet of our Creator as being a wonderful God, and more than that, we fall at the foot of the cross and give thanks to our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who came that we might have life and have it to the full. Well, thank you so much for the conversation this afternoon. And uh, primordial soup, no matter what ingredients you throw at it, you can't get anything from it. <laughs> You're not going to get life out of it. That's, that's for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, now that we're talking about soup, I think when I hang up from here, I'm going to have a bowl of soup for lunch today. But, ah, but good soup, good. festival soup. Uh, okay, enjoy. <laughs> Thanks for your conversation, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you next week, Pastor Worth. Very good. See you then. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.